You're listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Hey friends, Dan Duvall here to remind you about OvercomerAccelerated.com. This is our Christ-centered, world-class training in trauma, satanic, ritual abuse, and dissociative identity disorder designed to accelerate your healing journey. It comes with over 100 hours of coursework that is designed to equip you, train you, and motivate you, as well as live courses, which includes group coaching with yours truly and a book study. There are two ways to join the program, one by bringing your own coach and another by receiving a student coach, which allows you to get eight hours of coaching in addition to all the other offerings of this program at a very reasonable monthly rate. Please keep in mind also that dandevall.com is the home of the Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall podcast, and you can connect with us here, find merchandise and review past episodes. You can also connect with us on Manifest Space, which is our private social network. It links right from dandevall.com. And here you'll find free content, some paid content, as well as wonderful people, groups, conversation, and so forth. I highly recommend it. With that said, we're not going to delay. We're going right into the program. We'll see you on the other side. Those were your announcements. I want to welcome you tonight, a beautiful evening. Is it Bauville? It's good. It's good. Durbanville. Okay. I'm still young in Cape Town, only eight years. So I don't know the areas yet, sorry. This is such a beautiful evening. And, you know, on my way here, I say to them, it's amazing for me tonight to have this conference in my own country. Because normally these kinds of conferences we do overseas. And um, so for me, it's really, really a privilege to be here tonight and um, to welcome our guest speaker, Dan Duvall. If you say Dan Duvall to any South African, they're like, whoa. (laughs) So his beautiful wife and young son's not here tonight. They will be here tomorrow, Christian and um, Dylan. So they're going to be and join us tomorrow. This is Kendra. You can quickly stand up. This is part of the team all the way from the USA. You're so welcome. The people that um, already saw you guys in Ermelu, Pretoria, Hannah's Lodge, they all had an amazing time. And um, before I start, I just want... As the body of Christ, I want to honor you tonight as a man of God. I want to honor you for who you are. Um, you know, of course, we all, when you hear Dan, it's like, ooh. But you're really a humble man. You're a, you truly carry the mantle that God gave you, and you carry it with boldness. But I was really looking out for you to see if I only see the boldness or did I see humbleness as well? And that is the key for me, to operate in these dimensions. If you don't do it with humbleness, 
I don't want to follow. I don't want to follow. So for me, that was the key. And I want to look you in the eyes tonight, and I want to say to you, it is beautiful. It is beautiful. Kind of hoping that she would run over and go all night because I'm, I'm feeling something so heavy. I was just like, gosh, maybe I'm a weasel my way out of this tonight. Nope. She left me extra time. I appreciate you honoring me, and I want to honor you as well. And I want to honor your mother, office, and throne, because it has been highly contested. But you've prevailed. You have overcome. And to him who overcomes, God will make her a pillar in his temple. I bless that. You know, the interesting thing about the concept of the bride of Christ is that it is the illustration of the union between male and female for the purpose of the full actualization of the redemptive plans of God to the creation. The union of male and female Can I have the men stand up for a minute? If you, if you are a man this is gender assigned at birth. <laughs> Where are the rest of you? Thank you. We've been asking ourselves this question. Where are the men. <laughs> it is uh, very normal in the body of Christ to have the overwhelming majority female in any congregation. It doesn't matter if you're here in South Africa, or in Texas. There has been a war on the men. But I find myself in a unique situation here in Cape Town. Because I don't know that I've ever stepped into an environment where I have felt such a challenge on my father office. But when coming here, it has been challenged. 
They call Africa the fatherless continent. But there's a, uh, a unique thing happening in this land that I'm just not going to be able to get away from. And can I tell you guys a, a, a truth? Everywhere that I've gone since stepping into South Africa, the purpose has been territorial. It's not so much about, let me just educate these people with knowledge. It's been territorial. In fact, Holy Spirit didn't really care if your soul understood it or not, because half of what I was saying was being said to the land. Anyway, it's interesting when you, the, the, the ministry begins to shift into that dimension, we realize that the plan is that the whole creation is going to be delivered into the liberty of the children of God. Actualizing in Christ takes you into God's redemptive agenda, not just for man, but for the whole of what God has created. It's a big deal. I spent a lot of time in other conferences on identity, wrapping it up in this simple point. You are a heavenly being having an earthly experience for the redemptive agenda of God to the creation. Some of you may remember those statements. So you have trauma. And, and your trauma has come When it, when, when it comes to trauma through man, through one of two gates, male or female. Male or female. Many of you have been traumatized through the male gate. A male hurt you deeply. You were broken by a man. And you had to figure out how to survive your life because of what that man was doing to you. That man may have been a brother, a father, a stepfather, a pastor. We're talking about life after trauma. The message of the bride of Christ is the unity of male and female for the full expression of God's redemptive agenda to the creation. You cannot receive your identity as a submitted vessel 
of a man if your brokenness is anchoring you in your survival. And so, so many of us are locked out of intimacy with God because we are navigating brokenness through a male gate. And you know what else we then have a challenge receiving? Identity. Because identity processes through the fathering office. So my fathering office has been challenged since coming on the land. I know I can't be the only one. How many men here have ever felt a challenge to your fathering office? How many of you men have even heard of the concept that you are supposed to occupy an office relative to your call to father? Zero hands. Well, I know I'm talking to the right bunch. It's, uh, it's going to be heavy. But it has to be said. I, I was going to come behind Rita and, and just explain more on iniquity. And then she said, Daniel, you have to go. She didn't even know. But God has been speaking since, I, I, I mean, really heavily since Wednesday. And we've been praying. And we've been mapping. And you know what? We discovered that this area is heavily influenced by an evil counsel of female spirits. They have a magic table. This is an area where the fathering office is usurped by the spirit in the land. And the more that I tapped into that, the more I realized it's because of pain. There's been an injury. The land bears the record of the misapplication of the fathering office. Y'all ready to get real? Who in here has been traumatized by a father office in this land? Don't lie to me. <laughs> it happened. And it's been happening for many generations. 
Someone explained it to me. They said, Daniel, when you say the head of every woman is man and the head of man is Christ, that word head means kitchen. So women go in the kitchen. That's a misapplication. Let me, uh, let me break it down like this. One of the things that we began to see in the spirit as we were praying into this land was a female spirit that was evil. It's not right. And there was an umbilical cord going from that female spirit into the ground. And under the ground, there is a male fetus, and it is dead. But instead of life going from the woman to the fetus, as would be normal protocol for the mother office, this spirit was usurping energy and life from the male fetus under the ground. This is all in the spirit. We are looking at it. Usurping. It's stealing the life force of that male fetus under the ground. That's not right. So what does that mean? And, I, and I'll tell you where are the men? But it's, it's, it's the spirit of the land. And here's another layer of revelation on this. In the Bible, in the book of Revelation, chapter 12, you see a passage where there is a, a, a woman and she wears a crown of stars on her head and she is preparing to give birth to a man child. A man child. And in the context of Revelation chapter 12, one of the clear right, interpretations of that text is that Jesus Christ is the man-child that was birthed, the full representation of the God-man, the Redeemer, the Lion of the tribe of Israel. But in a more prophetic interpretation, here's what the early church father Hippolytus wrote on this subject. By the woman then clothed with the sun, he meant most manifestly the church. Endued with the father's word whose brightness is above the sun and by the moon under her feet, he referred to her being adorned like the moon with heavenly glory and the words upon her head a crown of 12 stars 
refer to the 12 apostles by whom the church was founded and those she being with child cries travailing in birth and pained to be delivered mean that the church will not cease to bear from her heart the word that is persecuted by the unbelieving in the world. And she brought forth, he says, a man child who is to rule all nations, which by which is meant that the church always bringing forth Christ, the perfect man child of God, who is declared to be God and man becomes the instructor of all the nations. Let me explain. This usurping female spirit is interrupting the process of the birthing of the man-child in this region. This usurping female spirit is thwarting the birthing of the man-child in this region and part of the reason is because there's a legitimate accusation. Men cause pain. Male rule cannot be trusted because when men rule, women are subdued, people hurt, Lives are broken, and therefore we need to exalt an alternative. So, the usurpation of the man-child serves as a prophetic picture of the changing of the destiny of a generation appointed to change the world to a generation that is vampirically mined. A generation that is vampirically mined while completely bound by the spirit of death. This generation that is supposed to change the destiny of a nation is being vampirically mined and bound by the spirit of death. Where are the men? The fathering office in this region has been challenged. The spirit of the land has promoted feminism. It has promoted shame towards white males. Be ashamed of yourself, white males, because every problem, every hurt that this world has, including all of my trauma, is probably your fault somewhere down the line. Get out of the way. Homosexuality, transsexuality, that's the full expression as we move down the line of the usurpation of 
godly order because when you revoke the office that produces the impartation of identity, you will have confusion. Now, this is, I was really hoping Rita went over because that, now, <laughs> all this time. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. When you look at the umbilical cord issue, I remember when my son was born. I was there. I was holding one of my wife's legs while he came out. And you know what he came out with? An umbilical cord. And the doctors handed me scissors. And they said, you cut it. Now why did I cut the umbilical cord? From a pr prophetic perspective, let me explain. My son was baked in my wife's oven. And in that process, he had to be attached to her life source alone. But when he was brought forth from the womb, now he receives from two life sources. The father and the mother both so now i receive my son into my life source i cut the umbilical cord but this is the problem where are the men when we looked at this picture in the spirit the umbilical cord was not cut which means someone did not receive the son. Someone had abdicated responsibility for their father office. And in the abdication, there is a wrapping in death and a vampiric mining of a generation. So, as we were worshiping God in the beginning, and she did such a good job opening this meeting. So, we're worshiping God, and I'm sitting there. I'm looking at all these doors opening. It's just doors, 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 doors. And all these angels just coming in. I'm like, guys, why, why is there so much? What's going on? So many. Not all into this room. Like, this is just this is a lot. Ah. Because what, what, what's happening here is not for here only. It's not for here only. There's been a challenge to my father office since stepping on the line. You know what I say? Challenge accepted. Because... I'm not going to back down. I'm a man. 
I am a father, and my job is to serve Jesus, impart identity, raise up sons, and bless the children of God. And you know what? I'm not ashamed of that. I am not ashamed of the responsibility to rule my own house well, which is a subject that God had been pointing out to me over the past few days. He said, a bishop, husband of one wife, must be one who rules his own house well. Because if he can't, how will he rule the house of God? Uh, I looked up the word rule. It's an interesting word. Because in the Greek, it's proistemi. It means to preside over or to superintend. That means I manage the release of anointings, gifts, and mandates. A ruler manages the release of anointings, gifts, and mandates. When the rule of the man relative to his fathering office is usurped and shut down, we shut down God's system for managing the release of giftings, anointings, and mandates. Rule also means to be a protector, a guardian, to give aid, and to care, and to care for you. That's drastically different than the rule some of us have experienced. Drastically different. So different, in fact, we have trauma. And a lot of it. We have trauma. And a lot of it. Can we turn on some of that music? For added effect. <laughs> I'm going to go through this list again. To rule. A bishop is one who, who rules his own house well. It means to preside over, to be set over, to superintend, to be a protector, to give aid, to care for. 
to give attention to. So for a moment, I am going to become someone for you. Okay? For a moment, I'm your father. I'm your brother. I'm your husband. Or your ex-husband. I'm that boyfriend or just that friend that crushed you. I am that pastor that betrayed you. That role model that absolutely let you down. You tell me how did I hurt you? How did I cause you because maybe for the first time in your whole life right now right here I'm willing to listen I am willing to hear you
unlovable. You matter. You were put here for a very important reason. And I'm fully committed to the empowering of that, the acknowledgement of that, the lifting up of that. I am committing to stick up for you and to protect you because that's what it means to rule my house well. I repent for a you, for rejecting you, for shutting you out. I was so broken, you couldn't see my emotions. And I'm so sorry, I didn't have the tools to heal myself. But the thing is, the thing is, I need you. I need you to accept my repentance. Can you accept my repentance? Can you forgive me? Can you release me? Can you release your judgments against my office? Because if you don't, we're all trapped under a counterfeit government. And we're all stuck. Today, I want to invite you to pray with me release men fathers and the fathering office we have to release it because the truth is when the men come in the church there's nowhere for us to sit there's nowhere for us to sit. If we can't be a father and we can't be a mother, 
then what can we be? This is a prophetic act. There are a lot of angels that are ready to take assignments. Not just here. Not just in your lives. This is bigger than that. This is a prophetic act on behalf of the land. On behalf of the nation. On behalf of the continent. This is called the fatherless and if we are truly the ecclesia the governing body set upon the rock of Jesus Christ of whom it is written the gates of hell shall not prevail against them then friends the lot falls to us so if you're willing if you're able Take a step of faith. I know. Receiving the Father's office is scary. I know. Because when we have a lot of hurt, it's easier to receive a counterfeit government. It's easier. We don't need the pattern of heaven. We don't need the pattern of God. We, we'll, we'll find another way, a safer way. Friends, let me tell you about the redemptive way. Let me tell you about the redemptive way. It doesn't matter if we're men or women. We need our fathers. It doesn't matter. And if we're going to see the unlocking of this generation, the removal of this generation from its position of being vampirically mined for its destiny and life force, we need, we need our fathers. And we need them to support, to care for, to superintend the house. Because the women matter. Women fully actualize in environments of safety and protection. Trust and provision. Emotional availability. 
We need this. So before we stand, I'm going to have everybody close their eyes. Because King Jesus, Lion of the tribe of Judah, you are wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, King of Glory, Kinsman Redeemer. You Stand at the door and knock. And to him who opens unto you, you will come in. And you will sup with him. I thank you for an atmospheric activation of encounter with you, Lion of the tribe of Judah. We open the door and invite you to minister to minister to the broken so Father God we uh, target and, and I target that demonic umbilical cord in the region we identify we identify its coordinates and Lord God we declare that it is surrounded on the north the south the east and the west Lord God that that evil uh, evil female spirit usurping the life that child is bound in the name of Jesus we identify that umbilical cord and we bring in the sword of the Lord, scissors, Lord God, sharp spiritual objects, knowing that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God to the tearing down of strongholds, the casting down of arguments and of every eye thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ and on behalf of the land and all of the fathers that abdicated their role to receive the children. Lord God, their role and responsibility as parents. Lord God, to receive their role to make this continent, Lord God, known by a different name than the fatherless continent, Lord God, from that posture of repentance for these things, I declare tonight that that umbilical cord is targeted, cut down, severed, sliced, Lord God, absolutely destroyed in the name of Jesus because from a place of intercession, I declare that as a man, this man-child company in this nation and in this continent is now coming into a season of reception by the fathers. The fathering office, we call it in and we demand it in the name of Jesus. We receive the man-child and Lord God, I 
thank you that that child receives the breath of life in the name of Jesus. The identity and, and strength and covering from a fathering office and the comfort, the sense of well-being and the opportunity for nourishment that comes from the mothering office, the legitimate office. We renounce counterfeit government, the feminist spirit, Lilith, Jezebel, the mountain mother, and other entities and evil, evil female spirits that sit on a council usurping the region in Jesus' name. I have to tell you to go. Which means that if I don't tell you to go, you will just stay. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Father God, we just bless every person that's been here. Lord, we thank you for what you've done tonight. We thank you because it is powerful. And Lord God, it is something that is, Lord God, a work of your kingdom. Lord Jesus, what we are doing tonight is beyond us. And we thank you for the privilege of being used for redemptive purposes. It's a privilege, Lord God. We thank you for softening hearts tonight, for bringing healing. We thank you. And we declare that it will not be stolen in Jesus' name. So we speak over every person here. We are surrounded by a wall of fire. We claim you, Jesus, as our shield, buckler, rear guard, strong tower, and fortress. And we booby trap evil assignments taken out against our lives with heavenly weapons of mass destruction, bringing severe pain and ruin upon any evil agents engaging those assignments. In Jesus' name, without our knowledge, we will have sweet sleep. We will have smooth travel, traveling mercies. And so, Lord God, we declare it and decree it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may leave. You've been listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Visit me at dandevall.com where you'll discover merch, books, and the opportunity to engage in our private social network. Join the tribe by subscribing to our email list and supporting this podcast.